It's a common misconception that drinking eight glasses of water a day is enough for healthy hydration. It is not, people, but sweat consists of water and sodium, which means that you need water plus electrolytes to stay properly hydrated. Thankfully, there are products like Element that have all your electrolyte needs covered. You can try Element Recharge Sample Pack by going to drinkelement.com. That's drinklmnt.com slash people for only the cost of shipping. Welcome to the People Sports Podcast. We are Charlotte Wilder and Mark Titus. It is up to you, the listener, to figure out which one is which as you listen to the show. Um, it is very, going to be a challenge, I think, but uh, I think you guys will be up to it. How are you doing, Charlotte? I guess I could just ah, spoil See, <laughs> I was going to say, well, Charlotte, thank you for that lovely intro. I'm Mark, and I love small markets mm. and my dog. <laughs> in all seriousness, I did a show, I've done a show with like, with Tate for like four or five years now. And uh, there, I every feels like once a month, someone's like, I've been listening to your guys' show forever and I can't tell which one's which. And I'm like, that is, that doesn't make sense. That says more about you than it does us, I think. Also, like, if you haven't figured out a host's neuroses after four or yes. five years, it's like, we have, we all have shticks. And in my yeah. case, in your case, it is just that we are weirdos and talking to a microphone like they're not put on. We are just mm -hmm. unfortunately like this, uh, but you kind of catch on fairly quickly, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So that's yeah. impressive. I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, you're welcome that I'm a woman. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank it you, makes Sean. everything easier. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, never mind. Uh, moving on. Um, we have to figure out what we want to talk about this week. And uh, the boy is there a lot to talk about, Charlotte. This is, uh, I said on the show we did Monday, the bonus show, that sports has officially pulled me back. I'm, I'm back into loving sports. Um, mm -hmm. th there's so much going on. There, uh, everywhere you turn, I, I think the NBA Finals being bumped to July has made it it's bad for the nba we should say that because the ratings are atrocious and uh whether that actually matters for the long time anytime you mention ratings the nba <laughs> i'm just laughing like you as soon as you say the ratings are atrocious like you're gonna they get are. a laugh out of me i know yeah, i know i know well but what do you, but how I'm do you say, feel about them saying, in july? I, do you like it no i don't really like it in july but i was saying i like the idea of there being a ton of sports on but i can't I can't like focus on the one thing going on. That's the problem. I mean, yeah. for God's sakes, like the, the, the USA basketball team is playing at the same time, not literally the same time, but it feels like the same time that the NBA finals is going on. And my basketball brain can only kind of handle one thing. Meanwhile, like the, the basketball tournament, which you probably don't even know about or care about, but it's like kind of a fun little thing that happens every summer where all these like alumni of, of college basketball teams get together and play in a little tournament for like a million dollars. That's always supposed literally to, a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's always supposed to be like a. Uh, what is uh, that? Does that have a name? The basketball tournament. That's what it's called. That's all. It's I called. can't tell if you're messing with me. No, it's it's gone on for almost ten years now, Charlotte. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna believe you because the more I question this, the more I'm gonna look like an idiot. So it's, continue. Uh, yes, obviously the basketball tournament that I know well, about as be... a person who works in sports. It's supposed to be a thing that like they throw out there as uh, there's nothing going on in the summer, so here's some basketball for you for the summer. And now it's like we have too much basketball already. Too much basketball. We have the the MLB All Star Game. We have uh, Wimbledon just happened. Mm -hmm. Euro 2020 happened. Uh, mm -hmm. Copa America happened. Like all of this stuff is going on, Charlotte. There's a lot to talk about. What do we definitely not want to talk about? What on that list that I just threw out there is like, please let's avoid that. 
Well, one thing comes to mind specifically, okay. um, which I don't want to talk about because I want to talk about it too much. Like, okay. I, I don't want to talk about it because it's such a bad thing, technically. If the, but word, I get if, if the topic comes out of your mouth, you just won't be able to stop yourself. So what is that yeah, topic? So, we'll, so, we'll, so I'm going to talk, <laughs> we're going to talk about it with some breaks on and then get to the real topic. But uh, USA basketball, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, they keep losing. They keep, mm -hmm. they finally, they finally did not lose. They finally beat Argentina by what, 28 points? Like it wasn't. Yeah. Not but, enough. It doesn't no, matter. Like they had to win. Matter. They had to win by a hundred, literally a hundred, yeah. for everyone to be like, "Oh, okay, now I trust where this is going." <laughs> no, no, no. Everyone's still like, "I don't trust you at all." They they lost to Nigeria. They lost to Australia. They had previously in the London Olympics beat Nigeria by eighty three points. Mm -hmm. um, and it is a kind of thing that it should. To me, I don't know if this says more about me or about Team USA basketball. I think this is hilarious. Yeah. I think it is objectively very, very funny that Team USA keeps or kept or is not beating everybody. Let's put it that yeah. way. And Mark, I've been able, I, I, as I was thinking about it before the show, I figured out why I think it's so funny. Okay. Because, team, first of all, the stakes are low. USA is already in the Olympics. These are exhibition games. Yeah. Secondly, the NBA as a league, it's not like there's another league in Australia or Nigeria that is, you know, really nipping on the heels of the NBA. Like, the NBA is still where everybody wants to play By basketball. By far the best league. By right. far. Right. Like, yeah. it's not a question. It's the, it's the NBA and the Big Ten, I'd say. Like, those are the yeah. two. I think, I think the <laughs> yeah. Big Ten's up there, but yeah. <laughs> that, well, it might be Big Ten and then NBA, but, like, yeah, you, yeah. you have to be in college to play in Big Ten, so it's not really right. a fair comparison. Person. But it's it's almost like USA was so entitled. It's sort of like the classic American, like, we're yes. the best, I deserve to be here, and had no question. It wasn't even a question in anyone's mind that Team USA would win. And then to lose spectacularly twice in a row is like the 90s sports villain, the, the, yes. the sports villain in a 90s movie losing to the upstart scrappy team. It's like you can't help but laugh and kind of root for the other guys, even though technically I should be cheering for Team USA. It is a very bizarre situation to find yourself in as an American and a, a fan of sports and a basketball fan in my case. Like, I, I, I don't know. I love the USA basketball team. I have my entire life. I, I will watch if, if the, the United States men's national basketball team, whatever they're called. What is the, I mean, the men's national team, I think it's the soccer. I don't know. Men's what the hell? Men's dream basketball, team. The dream team. The dream, yeah, <laughs> I did like that. That like we we as a country just kept calling the 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 USA. As soon as all the professionals started playing in '92, yeah. we called them the dream team. '96, we were like, yeah, the dream team. The 2000, we're like the, the dream team, and then 2004, we're like definitely not the dream team. Get them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, do, it does feel like people still. I don't know. There, there are still people that like default to just call in them the dream team the, right this and team, you're like ah. this team right now folks folks this is the, the nightmare team. team this is not a this is not a dream team situation uh it, it is weird that you're laughing and uh I, and i find myself laughing too when kevin durant goes up <laughs> for the dunk against nigeria late in that game and gets uh -huh. stuffed <laughs> the the part of me that's an american and a basketball fan should have been like damn it Right. Oh, that's right. my guy, Kevin Durant. I don't like this. Uh, and instead, I'm laughing my ass off. <laughs> and I think, I think the reason why it's funny, Charlotte, is as you said, like we we as a country are, you know, like I think most people would say we're arrogant to begin with, but certainly <laughs> right. we are arrogant when it comes to basketball. We are, we are oh, very. Yeah. 
the 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 style of play that all the guys on the USA basketball team are accustomed to does not translate perfectly to the FIBA situation, which is to say there were a lot of instances in those first two games of guys like trying to draw fouls, looking at the refs and saying, I'm a superstar. Where's my foul call? And the refs like, this isn't the NBA. Get your ass back on defense. Uh, There's a lot of one-on-one, which is like great in the NBA. And that's kind of the name of the game. It doesn't work quite as well in FIBA for a handful of reasons. There's like a a few like tweaks to the rules that the guys like just refuse to learn because It doesn't matter because we're so much better. So it's not necessarily that we are losing. I don't think that's so funny. It's how we are losing. It's that there's no part of of Team USA. We should, and as you said, we won. We beat Argentina. So like you could argue that maybe maybe we've turned a corner. Maybe we won't lose from here. I don't know. Um, But there there it felt like there was no part of us that like would would hit the brick wall and 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 come up against like some sort of you know like like I said, like you're flopping and the refs aren't calling it and saying, and saying to yourself, okay, I'm going to adjust. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. This is a different kind of, instead, instead our attitude as a country, when it comes to basketball is like, this is bullshit. You're wrong. No, you're wrong, ref. How dare you not call the foul when I flopped? And it's like, but also sort of the makeup of the team is a little bit arrogant in and of itself, which is like mostly, you know, wings and shooters. There are no, there's no like traditional big man. Yeah, there's nobody, no yeah, there's no there's nobody that wants to do the dirty work. I mean, like exactly. Draymond Green, and, I guess. And it, it, come on, like you, yeah, but he's not even like a traditional center the way yeah, that yeah. you know. So so it's sort of like oh, we'll just like it's what we're talking about almost with the efficiency of basketball now, where it's like oh, we'll just like efficient out efficient them, and then these you know big basketball men are like oh, you thought like really that? So <laughs> I just think that it's so. I'll have a recap. I'll have a recap there. Oh, you thought? But I mean, These and if they're having like, men were like, oh, you thought? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, spot the lie. And the problem, Mark, the problem is that if they're having chemistry issues now, yeah, and yeah. you've got three guys, you've got Chris Middleton joining, you've got mm-hmm. who else? Devin uh, Booker and Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Yep. I mean, also, I saw this stat that I thought was funny, which is um, the. Slovenian national team has more first team all stars than the USA basketball. <laughs> what? Because they have Luca, and there is no first team. Oh, first team all NBA guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah uh, that, what that did I fun. say? Your first team all star. It's the same point. I just, I, just, I didn't understand what you're. Well, because I said it wrong. Yeah, in but your I, I, I get, I get, I get what you mean. Like, so, you know like, what I was going for. The argument. What, what you're basically saying is that. Slovenia has a better Slovenia's best pay, player is a better NBA player than anyone we have according to the all NBA teams which right. is an interesting If you wrinkle. go by that. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, But also like none of the big guys are playing, right? Like I'm big guys like LeBron's not playing, Steph's not playing. Yeah. I mean, and I kind of don't blame them. Like, I don't think I would play, but at the same time, I think it's kind of bullshit that they're not playing. I, I so I guess you could go there with it because you you are right. We are not. We do not have our our fully best team playing, but we have a very good team. We have Kevin Durant. We have Jason Tatum. We have Bradley Beal. We have Damian Lillard. I wasn't saying that. For the record, I wasn't saying that as a defense of their losing. I was saying yeah. that as like. It's different. It's re- it's not the dream team in the sense that it's not like, you know, the biggest, not yeah. all of the biggest names are there, which is sort of funny in and of itself to me. Yeah, that was a separate yeah. funny thing. I, I, I think what also, I mean, it's along the same lines of what we we're saying, but uh, I, I think there's this part that makes it funny too. And this is going to sound like an old man thing, but um, mm. I, I don't even think this is, this is, uh, 
you could argue otherwise, but NBA players are the most coddled professional athletes in this country, are they not? Like who? Who's possibly like they're 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 paid so much more than basically all the like if an NBA star is is treated like NBA star is like treated like the royal family in England where it's like you you just like are are I don't know there's like this aura about you where like we don't even care if you play basketball we just want to see what fashion you're wearing into the arena and like we will bow down to you and we love you and we they they are they are the most coddled they are they're the most coddled athletes they can pick when they want to sit out they, if they don't like their organizations they demand trades they are paid like. $40 million a year. Um, they, they have very, very little adversity in their lives, by and large. These Like, the most adversity they get is, like, teenagers on Twitter calling them frauds. Like, that's it. For Like, the stereotypical... It's, and so, when when you turn on a television and, the, and you see those guys... And, like, we as fans... Um, we watch these guys play in the NBA, and you 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 like some guys, you don't like others. Kevin Durant's a polarizing guy. A lot of people don't like him, and then now all of a sudden you're put in a position where now I have to cheer for Kevin Durant to to, to, to lead my country, and he gets stuffed by a Nigerian player. And instead of being like this sucks for USA, I'm like, eat it, Kevin Durant. <laughs> you know, <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> and I think, I'm, I don't think we're alone. And if it's not Kevin Durant, it's someone, then it's Jason Tatum, you know? Like, if you hate the Celtics and you were watching Jason Tatum all year on the Celtics, you're like, damn, I hate this guy. I hate this team. Now you have to flip and cheer for him. Same with Draymond Green. Like, there are a lot of guys like that that, um, I don't know, they're very polarizing because that's, like, the nature of the NBA is that if the guy is on your team or you like him, you like him. But if he's not, you don't like him for a thousand different reasons. And um, there's like, if you want to not like an NBA player, it's very easy to come up with reasons to not like NBA players. Mm -hmm. is, is is what yes. I is what I mean. And all these guys are now representing the United States of America, and it's it, it just messes with your brain because you're like, I don't love all of the guys on this team, but now I have to. What? This is weird. You also, if the if that's what you're gonna have to deal with where you're like okay i guess i'm gonna have to get behind this even though normally i can't stand these players because they go up against my team you want them to be like a little scrappy or laying down yeah. the law or like throwing yeah. elbows or like pl almost playing a little dirty where you're like all right i kind of respect how not dirty but you know like really really going out there and not looking at the ref to call a foul like you yes. don't want that you want to yes. be like come on guys like it's already difficult don't be don't be a little wimp out there you yes. know like come yes. on like yes. get, get it together and so I think that that's kind of what maybe made it easier in the 90s when, you know, they weren't calling everything all the time. And then you've got these guys who go out there and you're like, all right, well, you know, at least they're they're playing that tough kind of basketball that I really hate against my team. But instead, it's like so I think that the style of play also makes it a little different. But it's this brain switch where you have to be like, OK, so, you know, how there's that friend in college that's like mm -hmm. an asshole. Mm -hmm. and and like everybody agrees that this person is an asshole but you're like i mean it's fine like they're our asshole like so mm -hmm. and and like you have to do that with some of the players in sports in general uh but then you have to do it with a guy you normally don't like because he's just playing for your country and it's hard harder to get there than if you have to do it every single day when you watch them you know it's yeah. like a momentary thing very psychologically i mean we tell you know sports are not good for your brain in general and this is just like a whole other level that you kind of just have to laugh can i uh we, we, i feel like i've been piling on the players a little bit can i also throw greg popovich into the mix that he is a very <laughs> unlikable guy as well 
like I, I did you I, see that press conference with Dane? I did. Yeah, I did. It was. Can we tell the Can we tell the people in case the people didn't see this? This reporter asks Dame. He's like, "Hey, man, uh, you know, you haven't been on Team USA before. And now you're on Team USA. You're used to, you know, you watch Team USA blow everybody out, and now you're losing. What does that feel like?" And Dame gave, a, I thought, a pretty diplomatic answer. And I don't necessarily mean to pile on the players. I just think like the whole situation, especially because it's Team USA, just makes the whole thing kind of funny. But yeah. Dame gave a good answer, and then Pop just like rips into this guy, and he's like, "We never." blew those teams out. We've never and the blown reporter, out. <laughs> and the reporter tries to be like, no, but you, but you know, I would, I would think maybe bringing up the 83 point win against Nigeria yeah. and pops like, are you, are you going to let me finish? And mm -hmm. then it'll be your turn to talk. And that goes on for a good like minute. And then he just straight up says they never lost. We never, I mean, they yeah, never won by that much. They, they, like, we never what? blow people out. Yeah, that's never happened. We, like, what did we're, you think when you saw that? What was your I, reaction? I it felt like he was just. I I don't know. Like like it it it. When I was watching it, I felt like Greg Popovich has. My, my honest gut reaction is like Greg Popovich does not want to be here. He's he's <laughs> he's losing his mind. He's like like to to, to say something so patently false. Uh, I, I didn't know what he was like. He was just trying to gaslight everybody and like make us pretend like he's like, we've never been that good at basketball in this country. And I'm like, how could you, how could you say something so preposterously false, Charlotte? Like this, this is, <laughs> it's also a wild argument. I was if you're trying to defend your team to be yeah. like, we've never been good. And you're we've like, never, yeah, and, and you really, it is gaslighting. You feel like you're the crazy one when you hear him say those things. But it, it, it it's gaslighting, but it's like to such a degree that it's not even it's not even kind of effective. I'm like, you just look like a madman. You just look like you're like walking down the streets like with your clothes off, just like kind of waving your arms around. Like, what what are you talking about, dude? What are you talking here's, about? Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, Mark. I think a lot of people love pop. Like, I, I think that I, he's I think he's beloved in a way that when people watch that video, yeah. they see him. They're like, good. Like he gave but, it to that reporter, and then you're like, but did you listen? Yes, Did you listen to I, what he said, I agree with you. I would say that those people are dwindling and those people's zip codes are found in Texas more <laughs> and more. I would say that Greg Popovich, when he was winning titles with Tim Duncan yeah. and because uh, you, you thought like his attitude was like kind of a fun, endearing curmudgeon you know it's like Belichick. It's like, when you're winning, you can yes. get away with that. But, I mean, but no one likes him. So it's a Pop bad analogy. Pop always had like a dry sense of humor and it came off as like fun and like he's in right. on the joke and he's joking guys like when he rolled his eyes at Doris Burke when she asked that halftime question he didn't mean to disrespect Doris. like he obviously loves Doris Burke like we don't have to make it big and everyone liked that that like you would ask these coaches questions and they were all mundane and stupid and and people were like these these you know, end of first quarter interviews with coaches serve no purpose and then Greg Popovich would come and do a first quarter interview and they'd ask him Papa, you guys are up seven. Uh, what's going on out there? And he's like, we're making shots. And that's it. <laughs> and what do you got to do from here? Keep making shots. Are we done? That's it? Okay. And then he walk away. And like, everyone loved that. Because that's like, thank God, you're pointing out how stupid these are. I think these are stupid. You're doing it in a funny, dry way. That was, that was what was likable. And I think as more time goes on, and Greg Popovich does not win basketball games, both with the San Antonio Spurs and with the United States of America. <laughs> and it feels like his attitude has been turned up to where we're not really sure if it's endearing and like, are you in on the joke pop anymore? That didn't seem like a joke. No, no. And that press conference. 
and that's what I mean. Like that 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 was to me when I would that's my ultimate feeling when I was watching Popovich was like, Oh, you've you've gone over the you, you've I don't know, jumped the shark. You've like you you've gone to that you, you it, this is no longer like fun and funny. Like there's right. something else going on here where you're like actually bad. And uh I don't think I like it, Greg. No, if I'm mean, gonna be honest, Greg, I don't like it. <laughs> you know what it made me wonder is is uh is Greg gonna retire? Uh I don't know. That's a great. I mean, he's going to retire eventually, but no. But I, like, is he is he in this wave of you know how we were talking about people that you never thought would retire, and then Coach K, and then yeah. I mean, is D he? That's a great question. I think if I don't know, I've never really thought about it because I think Greg Popovich was exalted as this great coach, and right. obviously he's not a bad. I'm not saying like he's not a great coach, but like. The more he that he, take would get us more clicks though, so maybe you should. Well, the take is becoming more and more accepted, I guess. That like he was <laughs> he was just riding Tim Duncan's coattails, uh... and Tim Duncan retired, and the Spurs are ass, and now this Kawhi. Is... And why did Kawhi Leonard want out of San Antonio so badly when they quote unquote had the best culture in the NBA at the time? You know, like the Spurs were for, forever like the Patriots right. of basketball, and it was like right. they they do things differently, and they have great teamwork and great culture. And then Kawhi Leonard was like, I don't want to be here. Give me give me the hell out of here. And then Tim Duncan retired, and now Greg Popovich is doing nothing. So it makes you think, Charlotte. That's all I'm going to say. It, it makes sure, you think. It, it does, but it's also like such a, you know, I feel like sports, like commentary comes down to the lowest common denominator where it's like, okay, obviously to win championships is a very complex chemistry mm -hmm. balance of all of these different things. And then... We're like, well, now, you know, now that now that this player left and this coach can't win, he's mm -hmm. a bad coach and this player, you know, it's like it's so it's it gets boiled down. It's like a it's like maple syrup. It gets, you know, you get all these <laughs> gets reduced to this like thick sticky argument that everyone's like, "Yes, that's the one." Also, yeah. that is a terrible analogy, so we should probably move on soon but um <laughs> we were talking about yeah when i start going to like maple syrup analogies is when i'm like we should probably pick a new topic but i do think that we were talking about people like chris paul having these you know villain to hero stories there's a whole episode we could do on like the heroes to villains like the greg popovich and their that... fall from being beloved to people being like why did did, we really did love him, didn't we? Yeah, and he didn't really do anything. He, he's kind of been the same guy the whole time. It's not yeah. like he punched a player in practice or something that made us right. hate him. He's just been the same, and it's like as time passes, we just look at him through a different lens, and we're like, I don't know. I don't think yeah. I love that this guy is coaching America. Um, I don't. But also, just the, I, I think it just goes back to like winning cures everything. And what what is Pop now? Like ten and five, I think, as the coach uh, since he's taken over for Coach K. I think uh, for Team USA. Which is not good at all for Team USA. I think I think what we were shooting for was fifteen and zero, and those yeah, fifteen 10 games, and five not ten and five for Team USA is <laughs> objectively bad. bad. Uh, I'm curious about this. So you said you said it's funny to you that mm -hmm. that we suck at basketball, which is uh, obviously <laughs> strange, a uh, strange place to find yourself because you're not anti-American by any stretch of the imagination. No, but I am one. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what what is the what is the opposite of that? What would you say if if the United States basketball team, the men's basketball team, is not the team that we're all rallying around? Mm -hmm. And I think they were in '92, but then, um, 
some I, I don't know like people people like the the team but as he said like it's it's gotten to a point where like I, a lot of people in the country were laughing or like rolling their eyes or who cares right if we go out and, and, and from here we win the gold medal and beat everybody by 50 points mm-hmm I do think there's still a lot of people in this country like who cares that's what we're supposed to do and it's a very bizarre attitude towards United States men's basketball team so my question Charlotte having just watched uh you know the 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 Euro soccer tournament and and all these countries (laughs) that that this is their team like Italy that is the biggest deal in the world that Italy wins this and England it was the same for them um the United States men's soccer team isn't that either because we suck. So, like, mm-hmm. the, I don't think the, the country's rallying behind. Who is our team? With the Olympics on the horizon, who is the team that that, that Americans rally behind? It's like, we. I want them to win gold. It's not a given that we're going to win gold. And if we don't win gold, I'm going to be devastated. I think, okay, because when you say it's not a given, I feel like with women's gymnastics, like, yeah. it almost is a given because of Simone. Like, you know that you're getting golds because as long as she steps on the mat and does her routine, even if she doesn't hit everything perfectly, it's so much more difficult that she's going to get gold. And yeah. she's just hands down the goat. So it doesn't even seem in the realm of possibility that she doesn't win. So to me, it's women's soccer. Like, I don't think I will find anything at all even close to funny about women's soccer losing. Like I am invested because they are not the, it's been a dynasty, but it's also, you know, they've played, there's some other good teams out there. Like it's not, Mm -hmm. it is possible that they don't win, especially after the COVID year where they don't have the same momentum coming off of that World Cup win that I'm just sort of like, that won't be funny. Like I will be, I will not be laughing. <laughs> this is not. You're you're gonna be yelling at everyone. This is not yeah, funny. Yeah, I'm you guys gonna be laughing. the. I'm gonna be England soccer team fans if the yeah. U.S. doesn't win. I'm with you. I I, I follow. I think. Uh, I, I I I guess I'm just an arrogant American, and I think our women's soccer team is gonna wreck everybody. So I don't know if that's the answer. I mean, I hope so, but I think there's more of a chance. Like that's yeah. one that I I will be watching. They probably will, but I'm like, I it it won't be funny if they don't. Yeah. So what's that, your what's that, that's your answer? a good answer? Because like we we the, I don't know we we've been, we've just been so good like the last stretch of women's soccer, like the last ten years or so. But I I remember like back to, I remember that game against Brazil. Was that the women's World Cup or uh, where we scored a late like Abby Wambach with a late header? And I was watching that like freaking out. I feel like that was I, like ten years ago. There um, are two things that I get that 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 I freak out over more than any other sport and it's women's soccer and um the home run derby which we will get to we're gonna talk about that but i I really i those those two things i'm like the i i'm like the gift with the little girl with the cotton candy being like you know like i really feel it so anyway but uh, what was, so what's your answer? Yeah, I, I was just going to say that, like, I think 10 years ago, I was with you with the women's soccer, but, like, I've watched us destroy everybody for so long that I don't, like, I'm, I'm now arrogant about it. I'm like, we're going to we're gonna wreck everybody. We wreck everybody and everything, women's soccer. Um, women's gymnastics, I'm with you. I, I always worry about, like, the, the Russians and the Chinese with, with women's gymnastics. I know nothing about <laughs> their teams. Are you, what are you, like, a history teacher in yeah. 1955? Yeah. Yes. I always worry about the Russians. I know nothing Chinese. about their teams, but Those you communists. know, you know, the Chinese and the Russians are up to something when it comes to women's gymnastics. They They're got stealing our intellectual property. They got something brewing. Um, so I got a couple. I don't. I don't know. 
Uh, I don't, again, I don't know the landscape of this, how much like we're heavy favorites or not, but this is where I'm at going into the Olympics. The two teams, uh, the sw- something was swimming, a relay mm-hmm. was swimming. I got to mm-hmm. figure that out. I think it's like, I, Katie I, Ledecky, are you worried about Katie Ledecky? No, no, I don't worry about individuals. I'm talking about team Charlotte. I'm talking oh. about wearing the USA as a team. Like we're better, like a, we're a better country than you. The That's- four by 100. Four by well, I was going to say the four by 100 track is uh that is that is a big one if we can beat jamaica i don't know if we're supposed to beat jamaica or not but if we beat jamaica i'm losing my mind that is that is one and Mm -hmm. if we don't beat jamaica i'm pissed off and i'm like we got to figure this out and i don't know who else is anyone else gonna i don't know we're basing our olympic i'm just laughing because we're basing our olympic knowledge off of like five years ago and we're like i vaguely remember oh this isn't five years ago like we're we're america baby the four by 100 men's sprint like that's like i don't care who it like if it's i don't care who it is if it's me and and three of my buddies out there i'm expecting us to win gold every time every time uh and then something was swimming it probably is the i don't know what the event would be is it just the freestyle like the the what was the one that we beat france that one year where phelps kept his you know oh yeah oh yeah 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 uh I want to say, I don't know, Mark. I'm going to be honest. It's like everything I know about the Olympics goes away before the Olympics start, and then they Mm. start, and I know everything about every event as I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, well, this is the one. But I have to jog my memory, and I have to see it before I actually know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I really, I think, I, feel I, think like- I think lock me in on my answer being the 4x100 uh, sprint relay race Okay. Uh, for track. And then the women's gymnastics team. I think those are the two teams that, like, I'm going to watch everything in the mm-hmm. Olympics. And if we don't win gold, I'm going to be devastated. But also, I don't think it's necessarily a given that we're going to win gold. That's where I'm at with, with that. With the whole women's team in gymnastics. Yeah. Like the whole I women's team. Like the, like the the whole team. Not Simone. Yeah. Like Simone's yeah. going to win a million golds. I'm talking right. like the, the whole team's the on the podium. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I mean... I hope you're right about the women's soccer. I hope to God you're right that I shouldn't even be a little bit worried about it. But I don't think I'm going to find any of that funny. No, I'm, I wouldn't if find any it of that funny. Was, right. No, no, no. I, don't, I, I don't think, think it's, it's weird. Is it weird that I think it's funny that men's basketball? Like, do you think most people are just pissed that men's basketball is losing? No, I, th- I think it's fine to be. F- I think it's fine because again, it's like these guys are like, what's the worst that if if we don't win gold, it doesn't mean that like we're not a great a basketball. We're not a, a great basketball country. It doesn't right. mean that that you know. It, it really doesn't mean anything other than like these guys are losers that were on the team <laughs> and they they didn't win the gold medal they thought they were going to win when they signed up for this. That's all it really means. So I think that's what a lot of us in this country like. It does. It's not a. Right. It's not an indictment on basketball culture in America. The stakes aren't that high. Yes, for for the culture of America, which is like yeah. ultimately what I think a lot of us watch the Olympics for is to be like we're better. We, I feel like I live in the best country on earth. Now Tough. go show me. Now go now go prove it, Simone. Go prove it. <laughs> and when the, and 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 we don't get that with the U.S. basketball team because yeah. if they lose, we're like that's this is more about you guys than us. Moving on, let's talk about <laughs> baseball and the All Star Game happened this week. I think this is what we really want to talk about, right, Charlotte? There you go. Yeah, <laughs> there. <thanks. laughs> Can we talk about the home run derby first, which happened before the All Star Game? Pete Alonso please, please. wins wins um, his second back to back home run derbies, even though the they happened because there wasn't one last year so there's like a, a 2019 2021 mm-hmm. but it's still back to back 
Uh, he is he's the home run derby champion. In large part, we've got to say, who was this pitcher? Dave Jouse? Was that how you say his name? That was yeah. just throwing meatballs, dude. That guy was unbelievable just putting him on a tee for him and i think uh you know i'm not saying that pete alonzo didn't deserve to win i'm just saying i think dave joust deserves some sort of trophy right well that's the, it sort of feels like it should be a team it should be a two-person sport like if you you should get a trophy as the pitcher because I there agree, were a few yeah. times that the that the guy lobbing the balls really screwed up and like cost one of the one of the hitters a home run yes um also i i okay i'm curious what your thoughts are on the uh -huh. format the the format used okay. to be way back in the day you get what 10 outs i want to say and you get 10 hacks at it and uh 10 uh, 10 instances of not hitting a home run and then you're done mm -hmm. and we count up your home runs this it is now time they've been doing this for a little while now um and i i i felt like people are split on it because on the one hand it's hard to watch the ball like it's just one after another so you, you a guy hits a moonshot and you're trying to like watch it but then the next pitch is coming in and I, I remember back in the day, like Mark McGuire just mashing the hell out of the ball, and then you just sit there and watch it, and he just yeah. sits there and poses and watch it. And, like, that's kind of what we're after. But the good part was, Charlotte, we had a lot of instances where, like, a guy needed two home runs to tie or, like, take the lead, and there's 15 seconds. And can he do it? Can he do it? Ah, 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 you that's it right. I know. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, God, free the tension. I love the home run derby because the whole point of baseball is the buildup of tension. And the whole point of baseball is like you can wait through nine innings and no one's gotten a hit. But then if someone gets that hit, like you have earned that hit. And the home run derby is like that on steroids, which is probably a bad analogy when talking about <laughs> baseball. Yeah. But it is literally this, on steroids. Like, yeah. The stakes feel it feels like the most important thing in the world when you're watching it. You're like, I need all of the home runs. And if if Otani doesn't tie Juan Soto for home runs, I'm going to freak mm -hmm. out, which I did. Mm -hmm. I did freak out. But, you know, like you see the counter go up, and I I don't know, Mark. I, I'm kind of with you in that I would get annoyed when he hits one, and you're trying to see if that was a home run, but you're also trying to watch him hit the next one. Next one, yeah. So yeah. at the same time, though, that timing really does get your heart racing. Yes. I, don't, I think that your heart, I think you don't need that, though, because something that was a little bullshit about this, excuse my French, is that if you do, if you hit a 475 foot yard home run, 475 wait. foot <laughs> yard home run. Yes. Go on. Continue. We're all, we all know exactly what you mean. <laughs> a four. <laughs> now I don't know what it is. Is it feet or yards? It's feet. Yards would it's, be a yards mile. Yards would be <laughs> like a, like a third of a mile long. Can you imagine hitting four hundred and seventy-five yards? That's literally how many feet is a mile? Like five thousand something. Math with Charlotte. Here we go. <laughs> Charlotte explains math. All right. If you hit a 475 yards. If you hit a golf foot. ball 475 <laughs> yards, I'm pretty sure that might be a world record. <laughs> I just sometimes hear myself talk and cannot believe I have a job. Um, anyway, okay, so if you hit 475 foot home run, you get an extra minute tacked on. Mm -hmm. But I felt like every guy just got an extra minute. Right. And it was right. like it was like baseball giving them more of a chance to tie the other guy to keep it closer. And that sort of brings me to my my general point about All Star Weekend, which is that I think I think baseball treats All Star Weekend as this 
it's like they're you know dad's weekend in vegas you know mm -hmm. where they're like we're i'm the cool dad or like i'm the cool mm -hmm. mom and you go out and you try to prove to everyone that you're still young and hip and cool and you're trying a little too hard and i think that baseball the narrative is that it's not fun or the narrative is that we need to get more kids involved to watch or that you know it's dying or no what whatever it is i don't think that's true anymore i think that was a talking point like five years ago that we have kind yeah. of stuck with because if you look up there you've got fernando tatis jr ronald acuna jr before he hurt his acl you've got um there are a lot of juniors by the way but you've got otani <laughs> you've got you know you've got all these young exciting players who are so much fun and you're like i don't think baseball has ever been more young or more fun yet we're still like tacking on an extra minute yeah and with that said i never want it to stop it's incredibly endearing to me it's just like adorable how hard baseball tries on all-star weekend Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of where to go with this. So, uh, first of all, the bonus thing, um, I'm with you. If everyone gets a bonus, does anybody really get a bonus is the question. Which is sort of how the whole weekend feels, which is why I, yeah. you know, that's where I went. But if it like, so, to, to your point about baseball being fun, cause that is, uh, all of the, the God, it feels like the last 10, 15 years, like basically since all the guys that were on steroids, stop playing. <laughs> like, it's like, what happened to baseball? Why is it not as fun? That's, that's all I want. Is, is baseball dying? Yeah. Um, I think all of that is an overreaction to the social media age mm -hmm. of, uh, looking at like baseball highlights and they don't get as many retweets as a guy dunking on someone gets. That must mean that the youth don't love baseball, which must mean that fast forward 50 years and all these 12 year olds are on Twitter right now that don't love baseball. They're going to be 62 in 50 years, Charlotte, and they're not, they're still not going to watch baseball. And oh my God, in 50 years, will baseball even be around? And I think like people just went crazy with that extrapolation and I don't, I don't think baseball's really changed. Like, I've, I have never stopped watching baseball my whole life. I've watched the same amount of baseball now as I did when I was a kid. Like, I just, I, I love baseball. If it's on, I watch it. If it's not, I don't. Like, I, don't, right. I, I never really thought, wow, this sport feels like it's dying. It's, it's baseball. Like, it's called America's pastime for a reason because it's less a sport uh, to, to the culture of America. It's less like a... Uh, something that that we we an, an event like we're we're all going to the baseball game and it's a pastime. It's like a it's like something that just kind of exists as we're living. You know. Yes. It's just kind of exists in the background. It's a great back. It's a great thing to throw on the television as you're taking a nap and you sleep through innings three oh. through six and then you wake up and you watch the end or you're, you're you're mowing your grass and you put the the game on the radio and you hear a little bit and you're like I have no idea what the score is but I like it's just kind of you know like that's even what baseball hearing is. you describe this fills me with such a deep sense of comfort and warmth. Yes. And 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 my point is that baseball has never stopped being that. It's that people it's that like the culture around sports has shifted to mm -hmm. where we we got caught believing that like whatever can get the most re whatever eight second clip can get the most retweets is what people is like where the future of sports are going mm -hmm. and it's not and and i guess like my ultimate point is like young people probably don't like baseball as much as they like the nba or like soccer or like foot whatever but guess what happens to young people charlotte they get what? older they grow wow. up no they grow up and Shit. i believe that baseball <laughs> like uh, you, you probably fall into it. There's going to be a time where like people that are, are 12 that like love like TikTok and I, I don't know, I'm going to sound old, Twitch and whatever the hell bullshit like 12 year olds are into. 
there's going to be a time, Charlotte, where they're going to grow up and they'll be like, all right, I'm kind of over that. I want something else. And then guess what's going to be there waiting for them? Baseball. Baseball. And baseball. Baseball has always been fun. But to your point, yeah, like there are a lot of young, fun young guys. I do think that like there is definitely a shift happening within the sport where um, it, 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 if you are still arguing that it's not exciting, it is not fun, you're an idiot. And you're not yeah. paying attention because Forget it, there, about it. There, there's so many there's so many awesome stars, so many great stories. Uh, Otani is certainly like the biggest one, but uh, I don't know. That was that was my takeaway from All Star Weekend. I was like, yeah, this is this is very very fun to watch these guys. Yes, it is, and I think also though, like there's also this idea that people, what you were saying, you know, like 12 year olds don't want clips of baseball. First of all, if you have a clip of someone just smashing a home run out of the, like the Otani clips go viral. Like yeah, that is right. the, it's not even, it's sort of proving it either was that way. And now it's swinging back or it wasn't ever quite as bad as people thought it was. Like, I think we are also baseball defenders. Like I do know people who are like, I can't watch a whole baseball game. And I'm like, I still, but I, I still think those people will be back. I don't yeah. think they're like, they think in their heads are like, I'm done with baseball. It's kind of boring. And it's like, oh, that's fine. Be done with like baseball will continue. It'll go yeah, on. Like, it's going to be then you'll rediscover you. it. It's your hometown. Baseball is your hometown. It's like, wow. you can go move out and find yourself. But guess what? You're always going to be pulled back home, Charlotte. And you're always going to like you're going to have kids someday and you're going to be like I thought baseball was boring and I just wanted to go to the, the bars and like, you know, hang out with the boys and like do fun <laughs> stuff and I don't have time to be spending 3 hours every day watching baseball. I don't want all that stuff. And then you're going to look up when you're 46 <laughs> and you got a 7-year-old son and you're playing catch with them and guess what? All of a sudden you're watching a ton of baseball again and you're back in. And that's it. It goes round and round and round, and, and that's it how never it works. left. And it never, it never left. left. It was always that was there like all a long. that sounded like a Taylor Swift song off of folklore or something. <laughs> that was like as close as you've gotten to songwriting. I mean, I do think though we're gonna have uh, our colleague Ben Verlander, who we've talked about uh, many times on the show, who was on mm -hmm. the show when you couldn't be on the show. That's right. Um, and you know we've sort of we've poked fun at him in the most endearing loving way behind his back and so it's time that he come on the show and rub it in our faces that he met Shohei Otani at the All-Star game but I think that he is almost the best example of kids still being into baseball because Ben is very good at Twitch I do not understand what Twitch fully mm -hmm. is I have an idea of it I'm gonna ask him to just explain it to me when he comes on but Twitch, I hear, is where the young people hang out, and Ben is popular on it, and a lot of teenagers follow him. So, like, I think people, and he was a baseball player. He played, you know, his until he came here, basically. And so I think that there's more of a market for baseball among the youths, if I may be so bold as to say that based on my colleague's social media followers. Are you saying, are you making the argument that Ben Verlander has saved baseball single-handedly? Yes! <laughs> yes, I am. He has. Uh, Kevin Durant ruined base basketball. basketball. Steph Curry saved, ba saved basketball. It. God. Yes. And now Ben Verlander is saving baseball after the media ruined baseball. After, yes, after guys on steroids that then had to testify in front of Congress <laughs> yeah. ruined baseball. I loved the steroid era, then though. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> That's the problem. Is everybody like, kind of loved it? Hit, hit some, you know, hit some dingers. Hit some dingers. Man. Chicks Everyone dig the long ball. It. Chicks, Chicks dig the long ball. Yes. They always have, Charlotte. They always have. <laughs> they always have. They always will. I don't know. Uh, speaking, oh. speaking of that, can, can, I want I want to uh, uh, go back to the home run derby briefly yeah. and just say that 
I think, uh, you know, Pete Alonzo, he's won two of these things. He deserves all the credit in the world for being mm-hmm. awesome at home run derbies and everything. But it is undeniable how great his pitcher was. And I guess my format tweak, Charlotte, would be mm-hmm. you should have a pitcher from your team pitch to you, right? Like, should Jacob DeGrom be throwing pitches? Oh. So it is some sort of a team deal. That's interesting. Because, like, because like, would, would Otani, if, if Dave Jouse was throwing pitches to Otani, does Otani win? I don't know. Because Otani, yeah. Otani was getting horrible pitches. He was yelling at his pitcher, like, throw him up higher. Like, what yeah. are you doing? And I, I found that funny, too, because, like, show, if you're Shohei Otani, who's also an all-star caliber pitcher. I mean, I can't even. This guy's You're probably, horrible. like, yelling at your – you're probably like, dude, how hard is it? Just throw the ball right here. Like, I could do I, – I literally do it all the time. Like, just throw <laughs> literally. it right here. Yes. How hard is it, dude? Oh, man. I mean, what, either that or what if the same guy has to lob up the meatballs to every player? Everybody. Or I a mean, pitching machine. You... you know what You know what they're going to do? A pitching the, machine? I'm, fast forward five years, whoever the biggest TikTok star is, no, uh, is, is, going to, is going to come out. There's going to be a pitching machine, and the TikTok oh. star is going to put the balls into the machine, and MLB is going to be like, oh, my God, we're trending on TikTok. We did it, everybody. <laughs> And then oh, someone's gonna come to the I'm office. Laughing, but I'm and really someone's gonna to come into the office and be like, "Yeah, but how are the television ratings?" And they're gonna say, "Get the hell out! Get out!" <laughs> they're gonna we say, "We're care. huge on the internet." God, you're so right. That's so gonna happen. Ugh, cut this. Like, play the. You know how we did a, a brief rundown of every possible NBA scenario so that we mm-hmm. could tweet it out and be right. This isn't. This is just fact. Like, schedule that clip on Twitter for five years from now, and Mark's gonna be right. Yeah, who, uh, who, who are, who are people? What is the 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 Addison Ray? Is she somebody? I saw she was like, yeah, was you something know, with I UFC. recently just like find all these people, and I looked at their Instagrams and their tick. They have, they have, they have. Shar, <laughs> here we go. I I looked at Charlie Tavilio's Instagram account last night. She okay. has forty three million Instagram followers. No way. No, Shut get up. her on the show. Get that's her on the so show. Many, we'll that's, talk. <laughs> that's so many followers, and I'm like, what do you even do? And then I get sucked into watching your dance videos for two hours, and I'm like, oh, I guess that's what you do, and I just prove my point. But I have a question for you about the Home Run Derby, which yeah. is um, apparently uh, our our amazing stats guy, Daniel Gerber, found that players, that hitters go can go into a slump after the Home Run Derby. That yes. This is statistically proven is a thing that can happen and often does i was watching otani up there for example and Mm -hmm. i kept being like is this good for him like his swing looked a little pained at times he you know he would put his hands on his knees afterwards and was breathing very heavy and i was like can someone get this guy a you know like an oxygen tank or something like what are we doing here because i feel like we should protect him at all costs at the same time i don't ever want to see him stop doing the home run derby so and he Charlotte, said you... he said that he doesn't take batting practice. Did you see him yeah, say that? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, well, clearly he doesn't do this regularly. So have we ruined Otani for a weekend in Vegas? In retrospect, uh, it should have been obvious that Otani was not going to be great at the home run derby, and that he doesn't do batting practice. So like that whole <laughs> format is something that he's not accustomed to doing. Um, right. But are you? I, I I I hear what you're saying, but that just feels a little too much like the NBA load management situation, and we don't need that. Yeah, in no. I'm like here. Okay, <laughs> two things can be true at once, Mark. Okay. I can be worried about my large adult sons in sports, yeah. and also want them to keep entertaining me forever. It sounds to me like you don't want anybody to ever play sports, Charlotte. 
Well, like, I don't. You don't if want I to... have kids, they're never playing they're never sports. Mark, they are. They're going to be artists. In bubble wrap. And, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put them in bubble wrap and store uh, them in the closet. I, I agree with the sentiment, and I guess the stats back it up that that it can ruin your swing is the idea because you you spend so much energy and time and effort trying to like perfect your home run swing that you forget that there's more to baseball than home runs and and then the, the idea is like you come out of out of the home run derby and now when you go back to regular <laughs> games you're just trying to like mash home runs right like you were on the derby but to that i say who cares i just That's, had a funny thought though what, what if he did a singles derby <laughs> or like a doubles derby a doubles derby <laughs> you just had to hit you had to run a double and run you put a bunch of, you put like a thousand five-year-old kids out there <laughs> yes and you hit the ball and you have to like that's the real home run derby you have to make it yeah. home before like the kids throw the ball but i mean five-year-olds are way too young like maybe 12 years old 12. The literally whoever won the literally world series last year yes <laughs> that <Yeah>. team <laughs> also hear me out instead of the all-star game it's a wiffle ball game <laughs> like it's the all-stars but they're playing with they're ball. playing wiffle ball because that's okay. not messing up anyone's swing you're less likely to get hurt i don't know i think that might mess up even more <laughs> i feel like that might mess it up even more but it would I, be i would watch i would watch the shit out of baseball players playing wiffle ball i, I would too um i think I, I i love the idea of the little league world series champion and all the way down to the pitcher. That's that's your home and derby pitcher. Whoever was like the pitcher go. from the Little League team. You he's, fixed he, it. He's trying to strike out Shohei Otani. <laughs> and then Shohei Otani accidentally lines it back to his face. And, I know. Well, he will, and, you know, he'll wear a cage. And the kid dies him. and we all say, whoops. <laughs> they say, whose idea is this? And then I just like take off running. I'm like, <laughs> Mark just like leaves the <laughs> Oh man, uh, should we talk to Ben? Should we have yeah. Ben on to talk about his All Star experience? Uh, I think he was we in need Denver. to. He we got to talk to him about. He met Otani. our our large baseball king. Yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll get Ben Verlander on talk talk to him about uh, what the hell was going on in Denver this week. Joining us fresh off the plane from Denver, Colorado, where he was uh, I, I doing a lot of stuff. I mean, every time I uh, got online, I saw Ben Verlander's face. Um, but I think the most the, the the most notable thing he was doing was trying to find Shohei Otani. Uh, his name is Ben Verlander. He is our our uh, colleague here at Fox Sports. He is a baseball expert, and he is a man that is joining us to talk about the All Star Game and his experience. Um, first of all, Ben, you you have become we we I, I have the bone to pick with you. We talked about this I think last week on the show um, that you have become the face of Shohei Otani fa fan club. That that is like a, a brand that you have taken and run with. Um, I feel like I deserve some sort of kickback. I deserve, I don't, I don't know what the kickback is, but I vividly remember playing disc golf with you and making the argument that Shohei Otani is the greatest thing that's ever happened to baseball. And you laughed at me and you said, Mike Trout is actually the better player on the team. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I just, I, how do you remember this story, Ben? What happened there? I'm starting to realize that me coming on has nothing to do with me just getting off the plane and my all-star game experience. And it has everything to do with what you said last week and just wanting to have me yeah. on so I could answer you face to face. And well, my, I, I, I wanted your side of the story. I wanted you to have the opportunity to refute my my story here, Ben. Hold on, hold on. Before Ben refutes Mark, I want the record to show that I 
am interested in Ben's all-star experience. Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about it. We just wanted to, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm like, don't put me under this bus. What, what I would say is what, what, what transpired that day out on the disc golf course was that I continued to say, look, Otani is great. Mike Trout is the best player on the planet. Um, but Otani mm-hmm. is, is incredible. And, and I, here, this is where it gets tricky. I don't know if I believe that anymore. I, I honestly think, and I don't want to just like throw a name around here, but I was with Frank Thomas last night and we were talking about mm. this. And mm. I said, if you were running the team, who do you want right now? And he said, Shoei Otani. And I said the same thing. And I don't know if I would have said that two months. Well, clearly I didn't say that two months ago. I think it's changed. I respect that. I think that is a very mature thing to be able to take in new information and change your opinion based on that information well, there needs to rather be two than of us. based on there a fear There needs to be two ha- mature ones here, Charlotte, so I'm glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the idea of baseball punditry becoming more like basketball where you can't just like sit there and watch – two guys be great on the same team. We have to figure out who's the alpha. We have to figure out like where, what the hierarchy of these guys is. You can't just be like, oh, they're both pretty good and they both do different stuff and that's pretty cool that they're on the same team. It's like, no, 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 no. When the game's on the line and we need a base hit, who do we want, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And I feel like him, I feel like Trout being out hasn't helped him. Like Otani has taken over the world all while Mike Trout has been sitting on the sidelines hurt. So that definitely doesn't like, like nobody's talking so, about him anymore. To, to that point, talk about Otani taking over the world. Uh, l- let's talk about your all-star experience because you were on a quest to, to meet Shoya Otani. You, you, you love the man. You're a huge fan of, of everything he does, obviously. Did you get the sense, outside of your own little uh, 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 love for Otani, did you get the sense, being boots on the ground in Denver, that that everyone was sharing the same sentiment that you had that like if there is one guy that is has everyone's attention and all eyeballs are on this one person here at the all-star game was it Shohei Otani yeah there there definitely was a feel of like he's like he's the one he's like the ultimate guy we need to get and I remember after it happened and I did meet him and then we came out with the video that night of the entire quest the next day when I was down on the field I had people like coming up being like, congratulations. Like that, that's incredible. I'm really happy for you. Like I, how, how was it? And like, it, he's like, he is the one person of everybody. And I said it yesterday. I was, uh, I was out on the red carpet before the all-star game and I got Tatis who is like the biggest star in baseball. And I ended up talking to Tani after. And I was like, I just talked to the coolest guy in the world and he was the second best interview I got today. Like he like (laughs) before the season, he would have been like the guy. And then, you know, at this point it's like, he holds not, it's a different level. Like Tatis is the baseball guy. And Otani right now is like the guy in the world that you want to talk to. It's crazy. Well, to to that to that point, you don't have to you don't have to uh, mention names and 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 talk about like Tatis's feelings on it. But just I'm, I'm curious what the what the vibe you got from all the other players is about Otani because I, I imagine um, they got asked about him a lot and and a lot of these guys are like in a position where this is like the pinnacle of their lives and some of them I don't I don't know how many first time All Stars there were or whatever but like Tatis is a star he's he's a legend he's he's on pace to be a Hall of Fame baseball player 
And I'm sure at some point someone was like, hey, man, Shohei Otani, how good is he? And he's, it, did, did you get a sense that these guys were like, this is annoying that everyone's talking about Otani. Why aren't they talking about all the rest of us? Or do they appreciate him as much as you do? Well, first off, I was that guy and I didn't want to be. So I, I would preface <laughs> it with a few questions before, like, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. But it always ended with, talk to me about Shohei Otani. And the, mm-hmm. the, one, the one other Angels guy that was there um, was... It was a first, he was a first time all-star, Jared Walsh. And my question for him was, I'm on a quest to meet Shohei Otani. How do I how do I complete it? Like what what do I need to know to help me get in with him? And his answer was actually that he's obsessed with Clash of Clans and just to talk to him about that. But um, but to, to answer your question, yes, like everybody that I heard, you know, Media Days this crazy, like everybody's like in this, it's almost like it's like dating roulette like they're all sitting right next to each other and all these people are coming up to him and i could hear like everybody is asking about otani and like all of Mm -hmm. these players want to talk about him like they're equally as enamored with him as as we are they're they're all like i i I can't really explain what's going on i'm just i'm really happy to be here to meet him and uh one that i one story i will share was from jd martinez and he said you know i i walked up to him and i hadn't met him before and i said hey i'm jd martinez it's nice to meet you babe ruth and i'm like yeah like that's (laughs) that's how i feel (laughs) ben i have i have two questions for you first of all were you starstruck meeting otani because i've like i can see after such a buildup, even if you might not normally have been after talking about him so much your tweets are translated into japanese for crying out loud which mark tried and it didn't go so well but you know <laughs> we'll forgive him uh and it, so it, with this buildup over the past few months in which his star has risen w- were you nervous at all like did you did were you sort of like what am i going to say like how did it go in your head before you got there and then once you got there i think the craziest part is i i never would have been but I've made this such a thing now that so many people are right. like watching and rooting for me that it's it's less like me being starstruck and more like I can't screw this moment up. Like, what if I do? Like, I know this is going to be the moment. Like, I've gotten in now with the the PR people for the Angels, and the moment it happened, um, they actually sought me out, and because I was kind of near him, and they like called me over. And when he got off the MLB network set. Um, they called him over to me. And as I was walking over there, I was like, oh my God, this is it. This is the moment that the video, the quest is ending here. I have to do this right. So like, I, I, I normally would have been fine, like meeting him and talking to him, but right. I finished the whole situation, shook his hand, walking over. I'm like, I hope I don't like miss the handshake. Like what if I like accidentally like go for a, you know, like an awkward handshake. I'm like, I can't do that here. That it would ruin the entire moment. So that was more where the nerves were coming from. Like, just just don't screw this up. Oh my yeah, God. it was your moment. And I think, do you think this is something that Mark and I were talking about before you got him? My, my other really important question for you. We've got so many fun guys in baseball right now. So many young people. And I used your social media as an example that maybe baseball isn't in trouble the way some people think it is with the youths. Because you're on Twitch which I've heard is where the young people hang out and you're a baseball guy and there must be some sort of Venn diagram of people who are young on social media and who also still like baseball. Can you tell us what the landscape is? 
a venn diagram <laughs> what are the kids up to ben well, first off i'm on char and this has been explain twitch to me first off i'm almost 30 years old i don't know if that's still considered part of the young kids but um i would definitely say it's too like demographics and and this is why i feel baseball is okay and in a really good place because you know you look at the way it had been talked about for so long and it just it was stale and it wasn't good but and you, you start looking at it on twitter and the way younger i i think what it took was younger people talking about the game of baseball and actually having a passion for it and that's the one thing that you know i i hear often from from people is like you can just tell you're passionate and you care and i think that's really all it comes down to is just having enough people around the game that care and i think with you know i, I think we're starting to see more people like that and i know on uh when i am on twitch and, and talking to people about it that you know that's a much younger audience like you know the the people in twitch streams are anywhere from i mean it can be anywhere from like 13 to 50 but i would say the majority of them are in that teenage low 20 age range and you can you can just tell how excited they are to for the game and for all of these young players coming about and and i think all it really takes is is just people talking about the game that that make other people want to watch and and you know people have said i i didn't even know i needed to watch otani until i saw your tweets and i think that's what it takes is just people caring and I think for far too long, we didn't have people really caring about the game of baseball. We had people talking about the game of baseball, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I also think it's it's funny to hear like baseball talked about like it's a niche niche sport. Or, uh, I mean, I deal with this too as like a guy that loves college basketball and I get told that I, I cover a niche sport. And I think like ultimately, it, it, other than the NFL, it feels like every sport's kind of a niche sport, right? Like, is there really? I, I don't. I just, so I don't. I never. I never understood like why we spend so much time as sports fans like trying to do the hierarchy of like, all right, where does ba baseball used to be number two behind football? Now it's sliding. Is it behind NBA? Who cares? Baseball is awesome. It's always been awesome. Um, I, we, we were talking before you came on, uh, as Charlotte said, about all the young guys and how fun the All Star game was, and there does feel like there's like a sense of of excitement around it all uh that that maybe there hasn't been in the last few years what uh what what was your big takeaways it was it that was it like that that there's a a youth movement outside of otani what was the biggest non-otani all-star takeaway for you in terms of like the macro picture of what mlb is right now just the the buzz around certain players you know i've been fortunate enough to to go to a bunch before as as a fan and as a family member and you know what you get a lot of times at all-star games is teams cheering for the player that represents their team and then if something really cool happens they'll cheer but last night there was yeah. just there's just a different vibe you know like to have when vladimir guerrero walked up to the plate like everyone's cheering for him and tatis is leading off the game and, and I know you told me to not mention Otani in this statement, but you know I can't do that. And to have Otani facing Tatis to, to start the game, like having that battle, like people were on their feet watching this. And that doesn't, that, that never really yeah. happened before. We're just, we're getting things that, you know, that people are, are really passionate about and want to care about. And they're wearing jerseys of this obscure team that 
has no dog in the fight and they're on pins and needles watching like, oh my God, this is incredible. And and I think that's new. We, we didn't have that before. Mm. Mm. What, what, what wasn't new was the American League winning the All-Star game. And as a guy I- who's a, a huge fan of the National League, because I am a Cubs fan and I think the National League is really the only baseball league in Major League Baseball. And the American mm-hmm. League is more of like an exhibition that goes on with the DH the the garbage that is the DH. (laughs) Why? Ben, this is just a coincidence, right? Like that that the National League loses this every single year. Is it that the National League plays the 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 National League isn't good at exhibitions and the American League is, and that's why they win? Like what's going on here, Ben? No, no, no. Well, we're going to reframe that question. Ben, will the National League ever win an All-Star game again? Well, so first, I don't know how you can claim to be the, the, superior league when i've been alive since 1992 and i'm not sure the national league has won a single time um because it's not baseball it's like it's like it's it's something else it's like like national league is pure baseball it's just baseball baby we don't need all the theatrics and the d what is the da you are coming off like i love the da you're a real get off my lawn kind of guy right now and that's not you mark I, I want to see more sacrifice bunts in the All Star game. Oh I do. That's what I want to see, Ben. <laughs> can this end already? <laughs> yeah, Ben, we'll let you go. One last question: Is there anything a behind the scenes story or anything that you haven't put out there that you need to tell us right now for clicks? Mm. Oh, this is this is tough. I I was putting pretty much everything out there. Um, let's see. Let's see. Or one last well, takeaway. No, I got it. I got it. Here's an idea, Charlotte. Uh, I've noticed yeah. that Ben, by doing the Japanese subtitles, genius move by you. But you become you become a star in Japan. Every time I see you tweet about Shohei Otani, I click in your replies, and it's a, it's Japanese people tweeting yeah. Japanese to you. Like, love you, Ben. Thanks for the, all that. Uh, we are now going to take that from you, and we want that. <laughs> we want that. We want we want the residual of that. So can we like can we just like. Can we, for like two seconds, just talk about Otani and do it in a way where uh, all the Japanese people that see this on Twitter will then like love Charlotte and I? So, yeah. out a way so to do that? what you want is for this segment right here <laughs> to involve Shohei Otani. So you can tweet it out yeah. and yes. then you'll tag me and I'll retweet it. And then next thing you know, yes. you're responding in all and Japanese, but it'll be incorrect like it was earlier. It'll be incorrect. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll do my best. Yeah, and and then we'll tweet it out with like a Japanese thing too, and then we'll get. So, so you ready? We should do that, Charlotte. Ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm ready. You know, I, Ben, I gotta say, I think I think one of the coolest things about the rise of Otani for me is that uh, he is from Japan because, like, I I went to Japan in 2014. And uh, when I was there, I was blown away. Obviously, the culture is cool. The, the, you know, the food is great. Can't say enough great things about that. But the one thing I took away from my trip to Japan was the people. The people were awesome. And uh, I felt like the Japanese people are awesome. And the fact that they have, as a country, uh, you know, a, a man of, of Shohei Otani's talent and stature and the way he carries himself coming from that country, it makes a lot of sense to me as a guy that's been there and enjoyed, enjoyed myself when I was there. Yeah, I and remember. I just want to hop in, Ben, and and say real quick that as someone who has not been there, it is my number one travel destination. Mm-hmm. I am bummed not to be in Tokyo right now. I think Otani is the greatest player 
who is on the field at this time and maybe, maybe ever. So, you know, I just wanted to, to say that as someone who hasn't been there but would love to go. Yeah, I remember, Mark, when we were playing disc golf a few months ago and you said you didn't really love Japan and thought, you know. You <laughs> no, know, cut the video. Cut the video. Don't so, man, I, stop. But, so, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I, I've always been big on Shohei Otani, as you know, and, and I love okay. you having me on here to talk okay. about him. Um, but, uh, yeah. Final, final Otani question, Ben. Uh, Shohei Otani on the mound. Shohei Otani is in the box. What happens? He's pitching to himself. What happens? I, I gotta. Go. I, I think he gets. I think he gets a hit. Um, I, I think. I think if he had to pick one to be better at, I, I think he's a better hitter. To be honest with you, but uh, that, that's that's what I think. That's what I think would happen. He he gets a hit, but one thing he definitely doesn't do is lay down a sacrifice bunt, Charlotte, because he's a he's a American League. Because nobody wants bunts, Mark. Nobody. <laughs> I will say His name this. Is ben Verlander. I will <laughs> say this. The, at their their the vibe there, even during the the home run derby, uh, was something that I've that I've never experienced before. Uh, it was it was different. And when he would when he would come up. Um, the whole play, like I had people next to me on the concourse cause I was trying to get in a position to catch a home run of his, I had people next to me. Like I, I, I have chills right now as he's walking up to the plate. So, you know, I, there's been a lot of talk from, you know, people about who the face of baseball is. And, and I think he has put himself in a position to take it over in, in this crazy short amount of, of time, you know, the, the whole stadium was literally like in all of this guy he's not like a baseball icon he's becoming like a worldwide like superstar and it is awesome to see and a it's yeah. an experience do you think like that that part of it is sustainable in the sense that like do you do you think fast forward eight years and Otani's still playing in the majors are people still going to be is, is this just this moment in time because it feels like it's like I don't know, the Beatles farewell tour or something. And it's like, we're never going to see this guy again. And it's like, we're going to see this guy again. He's going to be back here at the next All-Star game, pitching and hitting. And this. So is it like just, there's a novelty to, do you think the novelty will ever wear off is my question? Because I hope it doesn't. I hope it's, I hope it's cool forever, but I'm worried that it might wear off. I, my worry would be like, you know, I, I don't know how, we've never seen this before. Like if, off the top of my head, like I'm, I'm worried he's going to get like burnt out, and by the end of the year, he's not going to be the the same player. Um, so that's. Yeah. But I do think if if he's able to be the guy he was in the first half, or or any shell of that for the rest of his career, I, I don't think it wears off. I, I think I think he's changing the game of baseball right in front of our eyes, and who it's viewed by, and who cares about it, even in in this country. Like who who watches it? I think he's changing baseball in front of our eyes and and i don't think that wears off unless something happens with the trajectory trajectory of his career which i hope it doesn't knock on wood there you go the shohei otani expert himself has spoken i would also like to go on the record before i get off of saying that mark was correct when we were playing disc golf i would like to say this and own up to it when we were playing disc golf I was saying that Mike Trout is the best player and that Shohei Otani is the second best player. And Mark, trolling me, continued to say, yeah, I you was know, trolling. the best player, I, the best player. But you ended up being correct. Yeah. So. That's the beauty of it all. It's like I, it was the equivalent <laughs> of like arguing with someone that Anthony Davis is better than LeBron on the Lakers. And I knew it like wasn't true, but it was close enough that – you know, the other guy would think I was serious, and that's what I was doing to you. But then I ended up being actually right. 
I'm going to take the W. Uh, ben, thanks so much for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Uh, come back uh, next time Otani does something awesome, which will probably be next week, honestly. But right, uh, we, we Yeah, we love you having you, Ben. All Open right. invite. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Always love talking to Ben. I love that there's this brotherly rivalry between the two of you that's really blossoming yeah. into something that I get to uh, sit here and watch and that you're both two athletes and I get to sit here and pretend well, that I am also an athlete. Well, the brotherly rivalry part comes from we, we both have older brothers who mm. uh, we're both younger. My my brother is, is not a major league pitcher, unfortunately for me. But He's uh, not married to Kate <laughs> he's not. He, my brother is not, as it turns yeah. out. I love my sister-in-law just the same as Ben probably loves his, but... But uh, no, we uh, uh, maybe there's that to it, Charlotte. Is that we're both younger brothers, and we both maybe, uh, yeah, maybe you're both maybe. like annoying little. No, I don't I'm kidding. I, I, I don't I, think I, either the, the of reason, you are annoying. The reason, I mean, I said it to bit, but like it is, it is just hysterical to me that I just was trolling. I I turned to Buck, our boss, and uh, when we were out on the disc, and I was like, I was like, I want to troll Ben. Like, what's something you think I could troll him with? And, <laughs> And he's like, what about Otani? I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Like, I just pretend like Otani is much better than Trout. And then fast forward to now, and here we are. That so, is such, that is that? a little brother thing. I mean, how also the reason that I'm so gullible, that I believe everything you say, even when you're joking, is that I'm an only child. So I'm not, I didn't have mm -hmm. anyone to continually, have, yeah. yeah. And speaking yeah. of gullible, uh, just for all the listeners, uh, I've never been to Japan, and Charlotte thought I had when I was going on my. <laughs> yeah, we. I was talking I about visiting Japan in twenty fifth or whatever I said. <laughs> you said you went in twenty fourteen, and I was like, "Oh, huh, weird," yeah. but okay. I feel like I would have heard about that, uh, and I believed it. And then never been. We, yeah. Anyway, so uh, a little salty, but we're gonna we're gonna be fine. Uh, what what uh what else is there? I think that's it. I mean, we we had a list prepared to do, but we're not gonna do it. The, the show's no. running long, and it's it's pretty stupid anyway. We were we were well, we might put it out nonetheless. We'll we're, put we're it talking, out. Like, we were, the, the, yeah. the premise was basically like Pete Alonso has won two home run derbies, and does anybody does the average person know anything about him as a baseball player? Like, is he good? Is he not good? Whatever. It feels like he has become like a home run derby guy, and that's like he's in danger. If he wins next year, I think he's he's entered that Nate Robinson zone of like we don't even remember how good of a player you are. We just remember that every time the all-star break happens, your face pops yes, up. Yes, and, <laughs> and you win uh, something and, and you, you have this something. stupid chain hanging around your neck. Yes, yeah, that's, uh, that, that is what Pete Alonzo has become. So we were gonna have some fun with that, but you know, Ben talked too much, so. It's Ben's fault. I just wanna say that the, my list was really dumb, so I'm glad we're not doing this, because the number one thing is that I wanted to, you know, you can go check it out on our social platforms, um, as the kids say, but it was, you know, the guy that does that one niche thing in sports, and I was going to be the teammate um, who doesn't play, but make sure everyone drinks a lot of water. So, uh, I'm <laughs> glad sure we're not doing was, it. Pretty sure that was me at Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, I was going to be Mark. I'm I'm really big into hydration. I'm Anyone listening to this now, go drink a glass of water, because you probably Ooh. haven't had enough All today. Right, well, to that, cheers. I'm going to chug my glass here. Okay, bye.